This is a HeadGum Podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, TK. Hi, Cheryl. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah, well. Are you a snork bull? Please tell me you know You the- bet your sweet ass I am. Okay, thank you. You <laughs> bet your su- sweet ass I am. I've, I've been meaning to ask you that for a long time because I'm not sure that you mm-hmm. remember the appropriate response to it. Are you a snark bull? You bet your sweet ass I am. Do you remember the first time we discovered snark bull and it was a lot of this kind of thing? <laughs> snark, snark bull? Snark, snarkle? I think snark-ble. it's snark bull. Snark bull? Tig, we need to tell everybody about our live show on January 31st. All right. We have a live show on January 31st. (laughs) It is sold out in person, but you can get your tickets online to watch it streaming live. Yeah. So go to dynastytypewriter.com and you can get your tickets to live stream it, which will be really fun. It's going to be off the charts. <laughs> I thought you were going to say off the chain. Do people say off yeah. the chain anymore? No. Let's bring it back. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be off, off the chain. Off the chain. <laughs> okay, this episode, we do cover a lot. Twists and turns. Yes. Twists and turns. And dead ends. And dead ends and spilled beans. Mm-hmm. Ladies and jerks, welcome to... The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling I am the first ever podcast. And Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, TK. Hey, Cheryl. Hey. Uh, boy, boy. This documentary. Yeah, It's a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, I, I forgot what we were talking about uh, for this episode. And then now that I'm remembering, yeah, it's a lot. It was a lot. Was a was a roller coaster of emotions. I thought, yeah, and it tees you up, and you're going in one direction, and then it really bites you in the ass. And turns. There's some twists and turns. Mm-hmm. Um, well, shall we? Shall we? We shall. So today we are talking about the hatchet wielding hitchhiker. It's a 2023 mm-hmm. documentary film directed by Colette Camden. It follows the bizarre case of Kai. A hitchhiker who went viral in 2013 after a clip of him describing his defense of an innocent bystander to a TV news reporter was uploaded to YouTube. The hatchet-wielding hitchhiker is available to watch on Netflix. I mean, honestly, when I I watched this whole thing and then I had to go back and watch the beginning because I'm like, did I miss something? Is this the weirdest story? It is. I wasn't familiar with him. Were you? No. Where was yeah, I? Yeah, Stephanie when this, was. 2013. Where was I? I don't know. But hmm. Stephanie. She remembered um, this? Yeah, she was totally familiar. And I was like, wow. Yeah, I'd never heard of or seen this guy in my life. And um, 
I uh, immediately thought he was <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was saying, what did I miss at the beginning? Of, like, I must have missed some key uh, words or something because I'm like, it's already weird to begin with. And why, why didn't this circumstance seem weird to people? Yeah. So let's just try to tell the snark bulls mm-hmm. what's happening so yeah okay so you're start- i'm sure they've all watched the, the doc <laughs> i'm sure i think there are two of them that have watched this um yeah. although it's very popular right now oh my god this guy can't stop going viral i feel like it's also you know it happens i feel like in movie and tv now that that'll be a plot point that, that someone goes some, viral. Yeah, you put it on YouTube and it all goes viral, which is it is true. It it happens. It is true, and it does change people's lives overnight. It yeah. can. Yeah. But it yeah. is funny that how many scripts you get where it's like, oh, and then it goes viral. Yeah. What are you watching? I'm watching myself. A million hits. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, five thousand hits. Oh my god. A million hits. Oh my god. Look, I'm I'm in plenty of those shows and uh, movies and I think probably even working on a few of those projects. Well, from it, ground up. It but, happens. It happens uh-huh. and it changes someone's uh-huh. life. So this guy And I've gone yes. viral oh. from people putting things online. You know. And that was a game for, changer. In 2012. For you. Right. Yeah. Like it like it really it happened to me. <laughs> I am somebody that went viral uh, after something went on the internet. And then it and then so. it yeah, and then it really affected And now I have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Now you have a very fancy podcast. Okay, yes. so here's what happened. Mm-hmm. If I remember this correctly. Yeah. And I and I've watched the beginning twice. Okay, on okay. February 1st, 2013, mm-hmm. over the scanner in Fresno. What, Fresno is what? In n- Northern California? Uh, it's north of where we live. Okay. There, but yeah, there, nobody has maps these days. <laughs> this TV Couldn't reporter, Jessup Reisbeck, he's listening to mm-hmm. the police scanner. He hears that there's a report about a car accident. He usually does sports. I don't know why that was important, yeah. but it seem to be part of the story well i think it's important in that it was kind of a weird like happenstance you know like this weird yeah. thing so he doesn't yeah. usually do news he usually does sports mm-hmm. they didn't have a news reporter so they sent him and they were like go cover this thing this was really a day out of the ordinary yeah for him. so he goes to cover this news thing and there was a man who plowed into a pg and e worker do you know what pg and e is um power and <laughs> something and no. electric thomas do you know pacific gas and electric okay hey okay i mean they said it like everybody should know and i'm like well i guess i should look it up and then i forgot okay he plowed into <laughs> a pg and e worker mm-hmm. with apparently diluted and racist motivations and mm-hmm. the driver of this car that plowed into the worker was 6'4", he was 300-pound guy. And then this woman went to, she says that she went to see if the driver was okay because it was, you know, yeah, such a, it was a crash situation, yes. Then that guy, the 6'4", 300-pound guy, starts choking the woman. Mm-hmm. And then a homeless hitchhiker mm-hmm. saved her by hitting the big guy on the head with a hatchet three times. Yeah, not the not the sharp side of the hatchet. Well, the twice. Other side, two times and then and flipped then, it around. And then flipped it with the sharp side. Yeah. And then what's really, Gross. really weird. I mean, by the way, that's weird. Everything's weird, sure. <laughs> and then... Um, You're weird. <laughs> I'm not as weird as this situation. And then... No. So the guy, so Jessup, the guy who, mm-hmm. the sportscaster, let's call him the sportscaster. Who, by the way, yes. really looks a lot better these days. I know. Wasn't that interesting? <laughs> he looks so yeah, much he, better uh, now. He pulled it together. He like, he, you know what he did? He glowed up. He glowed up. <laughs> he glowed up. Because <laughs> when he was a sportscaster, he just seemed like, you know, the average yeah, guy. Just and then a, he was, a, 
a male human being. Yeah. And then you see that him in his, seemed like his house. In his glowed up world. In his glowed up world with the suit and the, yeah. and the hair is nice. He looks the, like he probably has a trainer now. Yeah, he's in, you know, he's in, he, yes. he glowed up. He glowed up. Um, so it was, it was fun to talk to him. Listen, you glow up when you go viral. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because he went very real. Okay, so, so yeah. Jessup, he gets to the scene. Mm-hmm. And he's asking, you know, people what happened. And somebody said there was a homeless hitchhiker. It's not funny. There was a homeless hitchhiker with a big backpack and yeah. a hatchet crazy hair and a bandana around his head yeah that um saved this woman yeah so jessup was like uh looking around because he's like wow i wish i could find that guy and then he finds and then he finds the hitchhiker the hatchet wielding hitchhiker the hatchet wielding hitchhiker and then he goes up to kai who is the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker? Kai. Yeah, Kai that's, is that's the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker. So this yeah. is some of the interview. You want to hear it with mm-hmm. Kai? So just so you can yeah. get a vibe of Kai. Yes, get a Kai vibe. A Kai vibe. Before I say anything else, I want to say no matter what you've done, you deserve respect. Even if you make mistakes, you're lovable. And it doesn't matter your look, skills, or age, or size, or anything. You're worthwhile. No one could ever take that away from you. Now, he just had such a different perspective of what he was supposed to do in that moment. I look over, the guy's pinned there. Buddy gets out and these two women are trying to help him. He runs up and he grabs one of them, man. Like a guy that big can snap a woman's neck like a pencil stick. So I fucking ran up behind him with a hatchet. Smash, smash, smash. Yeah. Who would expect a hatchet wielding? I mean, by the I was so confused when I saw this because I was like, why is he just walking around? Was there no, were the police on the at the site of this at the site of the scene? Why was Kai with the hatchet just like going about his business afterwards? What do you mean? Well, is it weird that the police weren't talking to him, or it was just like, oh, thanks, Kai, for smashing the guy's head with the hatchet? Yeah, I guess I don't know how that works. If you jump in when somebody is threatened and you happen to have a hatchet and you happen to smash, smash, smash on their head, then you go free. Like there's no. I did, yeah, I didn't know those were the rules. And by the way, I mean, the big question that was unanswered in this is why did, why did he have a hatchet? Probably because he is living on the streets. And maybe has to, you know, cut wood to keep warm or, like, keep himself safe or... Like a survival tool. Yeah. Maybe cut food open or... I I don't know. Probably needs to open coconuts. (laughs) So it was an odd response because here's this guy. And what? how old was he? Like, he looked like he was, what, 21 or something? There's no way to know. But he was a young know. guy. He was a young guy. Yeah. Like a surfer yeah. dude type of yeah. guy. Yes. So he, yes. And he kept saying um, he was straight from Dogtown. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that means? That was perfect timing. The dog bark. <laughs> Did you hear my you dog? Dogtown. <laughs> Directly from Dogtown. I was wondering if you guys heard that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you really, say Dogtown and your dog is like. Dog- Parks on cue. Woof. Um, do you know what Dogtown is? Isn't that um, like Venice Beach? Oh, it is? That's, Thomas says it is. Yeah. Oh, so Fresno is not that far from L.A. It's right around the corner. Also, who cares? Okay. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to paint a picture for our listeners. <laughs> okay. So what was odd was that he, that here's this... He doesn't seem physically menacing or uh, like if you saw this guy coming towards you, you wouldn't if you saw Kai coming towards you, you wouldn't think, oh, my God, I could be overpowered by this guy in a second. You know, no. what I mean? but he seems but he seemed like a loose cannon that could overpower you just because, because crazy always loose... wins. Yeah, because yes. cra- if you're in a fight yeah. with crazy, crazy yeah. will win because they get super strength from somewhere. 
Well, keep that in mind uh, when you consider the fact that we leg wrestled a few times and you won every time because crazy always wins. <laughs> so Kai, when he's doing this interview, he was very animated. He was telling everybody, uh, you know, it's really about love and love each other. And yeah. and people yeah. were taken with this. And Jessup decided... I just want to say I would not have been taken by this. I don't know that I would have been either, but I guess if I was a reporter and this had happened and a guy was like, and then I just got the hatchet and I went, smash, smash, smash. I'd be like, wow, this is, something's happening here that I can't. Yeah. But yeah. It's a news story. It's a news story. So, Uh so Jessup thought, wow, he reported it on the news. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But he felt like that whole he had like a six minute interview and he and he felt like more people should see this guy because yeah. he's interesting, he has a message of love, he saved yeah. this woman. So Jessup's cameraman, Jerry, uploaded mm-hmm. the full interview to YouTube that night. And they went to bed and and here it is. And then the video got half a million hits the next day, and then people started calling him Kai. The hatchet-wielding hitchhiker. <laughs> yes. Because We have Kai to take a had, break. Oh, come on. We do. Thomas raises the sign that says break. I feel like we're on such break. a roll. We actually got stuff out before this first break and was very excited about we're it. We're not on a roll, Cheryl. <laughs> we, are, we don't we even are know we're on a roll. <laughs> no. Okay, well, do the, do the break, and when we come back... We will get on a roll. Mm-hmm. We'll be back... On Tig and Cheryl, True Story, Story. comedy podcast about documentaries. If this is your first time listening, I want to apologize. (laughs) We'll be right back. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl True Story, talking about Kai, the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker. hitchhiker. So, and it was unclear, too, when you're watching this. That's why I kept feeling like, did I miss something? Because what happened to the guy that the mm. six four guy hit? What happened yeah. to that person? Did I, we know? Cheryl, okay. I don't know. <laughs> and then the woman that the... That the 6'4 guy was choking? That, none of happened? that's even important I guess when the, you have Kai. So when you, you have, have Kai, this. And he went viral. And he went viral. Yeah. And now the phrase smash, smash, smash uh-huh. turned into a meme that got yeah. auto-tuned and reposted. I'm not even sure what that means. Auto-tune is when people sing and then they can electronically make themselves sound better or they can do that remember when Cher had that song do you believe and she's like do you believe and it's like you can kind of hear that it's like love yeah and you can hear that like electronic kind of leave that's like auto-tune you know auto-tune but why are they auto-tuning Kai why are people doing half the stuff they're doing on the internet? They okay. have nothing else to do. Why are we doing a podcast? We have nothing to do. We have nothing <laughs> why, going on. Why are people listening? Actually, 
you, a lot of our listeners are doing stuff while they're listening to this. No, so. nobody's <laughs> doing anything. Everyone is sitting around with nothing to do. You're staring at a blank wall listening to, to us And then people idiots. write in with no sense of humor and being like, that offended me. I have a lot to do and I am unfollowing <laughs> your show. <laughs> I am not just sitting there listening. Um, so after it, now the meme is going around and then Stephen Colbert talked about him on his show. Yeah. So that was also a game changer. You also need to preface Stephen Colbert with Tig's boyfriend, Stephen oh, Colbert. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize you had a thing yeah, for him. Yeah, Stephen and I. <gasps> Do you have a thing have for him? I've had a bit of a love affair. Were you in love at one point? I think we still are. You have a connection. Did you ever yeah, make out do. with him? Did you ever kiss him? Well, with I'm your not eyes? going to say. Listen, <laughs> all I'm going to say is our spouses know about everything, oh. and they are fine with everything. Oh, I would really like to know more. Can I? That's all. Well, I know how this podcast is going to end at the end of this. I can feel it. Should we do it again? Yes, <laughs> let's do it again. No, the part about who are you attracted to? Oh, okay. yeah. So nobody could get a hold of Kai, and now people around the world are trying to get a hold of Kai. So mm-hmm. now this guy, Brad, he he worked at Jimmy Kimmel, and his job was to bring in interesting mm-hmm. stories and bring people mm-hmm. on the air fast. So when someone does something funny or cute or silly, like the double rainbow guy, and they got the double rainbow guy on Jimmy Kimmel, and so he wanted to reach Kai and let him know, like, Jimmy Kimmel wants to have you on the show. And real quick, the people that end up on talk shows like the Double Rainbow Guy or like Kai, do you personally have an interest in those kind of people or those stories on a talk show? Or are you more like, give me Meryl, give me Hanks, give me, give me Notaro? <laughs> I like, I like those. Uh, I thought it was interesting because when Stephanie and I were watching this documentary, she was like, hard pass on all Don't of ca- these hard pass. random people <laughs> going on talk Don't shows. care. <laughs> do you like seeing them? You know, I hadn't really thought about it, but I, I think I do. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You want to see who that person is, what they're about. So he really wanted to get um, Kai. Yeah. Um, and then there's a woman named Lisa Samsky, who's a reality mm-hmm. TV brand manager who worked on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. And she saw the appeal of Kai, since most heroes are not homeless people. So she was like, well, let's celebrate this. This would be, this guy would would be mm-hmm. great. To go back to when you said he's like a surfer, you know, and he, he does have that vibe. And it does come up in casual conversation that this guy that he wanted to go smoke pot and it's creating this idea that he was just a surfer homeless guy smoking pot i think there was a lot more than pot going on with this guy he definitely has some mental health issues. well that's what i mean is it's i think there's other drugs i think there's mental health issues yeah. i i don't it you're kind of being teed up in the beginning of this documentary and you're like, okay, yeah, he's just this free spirit um, that doesn't have a home, but we could give him one and we could give him a lot of things, you know, if we can, they were wanting to turn him into a star, but there was so much going on. Uh, Jessup told Kai that he was famous and had a lot of opportunities uh, Mm -hmm. with Jimmy Kimmel and the Kardashian producer. Uh And does Kai know who Jimmy Kimmel is even? I can't even, if I were Kai, when I'm really thinking about being Kai and somebody's saying, Jimmy Kimmel's looking for you, I would be like, I don't (laughs) care. He spun a golf pencil on the table and decided to smoke weed in the Bay Area instead. Yeah, I just like, it doesn't, it doesn't, (laughs) doesn't, you're projecting onto this guy what you think would excite you then they also they got a b-roll kai would fill a cart full of food in the grocery store and steal it mm-hmm. but then he would hand it out to other homeless people yeah peter pan didn't in that what peter pan did? Uh, that is robin hood robin hood that's what i meant i knew it was um, some <laughs> 
some human in a full green outfit. Oh, Peter Pan. Remember when Peter Wasn't Pan would steal groceries giant? from the grocery store? And <laughs> but Lisa enlisted J.R. Who's J.R.? Is that Jessup? <laughs> there is no possible way to know. <laughs> to help track down Kai in Santa Rosa. We watch each documentary him. and it's outlined for us. <laughs> And we don't and we know. Still, I cannot make we this out. We cannot. can't make heads or tails of, this, <laughs> of any story. <laughs> so anyway, they track down Kai in Santa Rosa. They drive him to L.A. He's drunk, but they get him to sign a contract, which he signs in hieroglyphics. <laughs> okay. Sure. By the way, I mean. a good sign. That seems like a red flag. You know what I mean? This uh, this movie should be called Red Flag. <laughs> it should be called the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker Red Flag Alert. But nobody seemed to yeah. have a red flag at the time. They were like, he's right. got some wild energy. He's interesting. <laughs> yeah. He's. Yeah. So, um, so he signs his contract in hieroglyphics. And then uh, he arrives to L.A., and is on Hollywood Boulevard, and the first mm-hmm. thing he does is pees on Julio Iglesias's Hollywood star. Mm-hmm. That seems yeah. um, disrespectful to the industry, to Julio Iglesias, <laughs> um, the people walking we down have to the street. Take st- a break. Oh, for balls. We'll be take right a- back. I'm taking okay. show. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl True True Story. Story, Comedy podcast about documentaries. Oh my gosh, I feel like I have so, we have a lot to get through. This is the tip of the uh, spear, iceberg. Hatchet. This is the all, this is the tip of the hatchet. What was odd about this was nobody seemed to care about all the people that were involved with the hatchet situation. Yeah. Everybody moved on from that so quickly. And it's like. People are interested in celebrity and viral. We do learn this Mm -hmm. lesson sometimes in these documentaries. We've Mm -hmm. learned this lesson before. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he pees on on Julio Iglesias' star. He starts drinking heavily in the Hollywood in the Roosevelt Hotel. Then he rides his skateboard through the lobby. And then they get kicked out. Mm-hmm. And then he pulled a knife and threw it on the ground. Also, yeah. if I'm hanging out with someone that yes. has a knife and like throws it on the ground to see if it'll stick. That is yeah. my cue to scram clown. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not sticking <laughs> around to see what happens next. If you're hanging out with somebody and they're offered to have their own Kardashian show and they're like, I'm going to go smoke weed in Northern California, you can bet they have a knife on them, <laughs> is what I'm saying. They, they, are, they, have, they have told you, I want to do my mm-hmm. own thing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, yeah. when they sign a contract in hieroglyphics, that is also... A very Invite him to spend the night. Which she does. 
Yeah. This I know. Lisa, she was like, what am I going to do? I'm tr- we're trying to get this guy on Jimmy Kimmel so he can get exposure so I can do a show with him. Um, much like the Kardashians. So Lisa invites him to spend the night with her. And she was by herself in this house. What the with balls? That is yeah. crazy balls. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I have put myself in danger many times. And I thought it was crazy, but it did make me reflect on I've done some things yeah, that done I shouldn't have done. Stupid. I have done stupid yeah. things. And in the moment you think, I guess I'll it's just fine. do this thing to get us through till tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Hindsight. Monday morning quarterbacking. Yeah. Cheryl Hindsight is oh, what we that, call you. Oh, you know what? There was an article about me once, and that was the title. Wow. Look at that. Oh, you want to hear um, a joke that's in the you know world of what we're talking about? Mm, <laughs> do I want to? Am I going to hear You're it? Gonna yeah, hear let's it. hear it. This is something everyone can use. So there's a guy driving you know, down a highway in the middle of the night and he stops and picks up a hitchhiker. The hitchhiker gets in and looks at the guy and says, aren't you worried that I might be a mass murderer? And then the guy driving says, what are the odds that there would be two mass murderers in one car? (laughs) It's something like that. I'm sure I didn't do it justice. But anyway, don't pick up hitchhikers basically. Um, Okay. So now, okay, he stays at her house. He was polite. He played the guitar. And the next day, she took him to Jimmy Kimmel. As soon as he got to mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel, what does he do? Uh, he urinates mm-hmm. on um, Jimmy's sign. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. Well, this guy's full of piss. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> um, and then Jimmy Kimmel gave him an envelope with $500, which was uh-huh. very sweet. And then Kai. Ate it. There was this. <laughs> Rolled it up and smoked it. There was a security guard that told Kai to stop urinating on Jimmy Kimmel's sign. And then when Kai got the money, he immediately gave the money to the security guard who had yelled at him. So you're like, okay, this guy has something in his heart that's Mm -hmm. different. Yes. And then before Kai could go on stage, the Fresno police arrested him. Once again, this confused me because it was like, how far did the Fresno police have to drive to get to the Jimmy Kimmel show? <laughs> was this like a four-hour drive there? Or was this like a this like a two-hour drive? Thomas, do you know how far Three. in traffic if you take the four or five? <laughs> Cheryl wants directions. I need direction. I need to know where Fresno is because... It's longer. It's more like five or six. Oh, hours. okay. This is making sense because I was thinking, can't they send the LAPD to do it on their behalf? Cheryl, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how the police work, but it seems like they this need to work not, together. It's not part of the. It's not something. It's we not need to our job to figure that out. Okay, so they arrest him. They say he was a key witness in the case of Jeff McBride, the guy who hit the other guy and then choked the lady. Yeah, and then was hit on on the head by Kai. So I yes. guess they didn't keep him for very long. They questioned him, and then they let him uh-huh. go, and he did Kimmel. And the interview uh-huh. was awkward, but Jimmy handled it well. And he gave Kai a wetsuit and a surfboard because yeah. in his first interview, after uh-huh. he had hit a man on the head three times with a hatchet, the hatchet. He said twice with the dull side, once with the sharp with the, side. <laughs> but that did not alarm anybody. No. He said he really just wanted a surfboard and a wetsuit, dude. Yeah. So then, the, I mean, Jimmy Kimmel must have liked him so much. He had Kai on the next day to review movies. But Kai, he didn't watch the movie. He was all over the place just talking about conspiracy theories and Never talked once about a movie. Mm-hmm. That's where Stephanie was like, I wouldn't want to turn on a, t- a talk show and see this guy reviewing movies. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That was, <laughs> that was, that was a lot. Yeah. Um, so Kai started living as a mini celebrity and he was getting recognized mm-hmm. everywhere he went. 
And people are buying him beer. They're buying him, you know, food. They're taking pictures with him. They're stopping in their tracks. They can't believe it. Kai seems to really be enjoying it. Oh, what happened? I dropped my gavel. (laughs) My podcasting gavel. Hit the floor. It hit the floor. (sighs) Okay. So now Jeff McBride's trial is underway. Uh Kai goes to court he admits that he rolled a joint with jeff they talked about how i guess after they were high they talked about how they were ghosts okay which led to jeff trying to drive his car through the pg and e truck and then you see kai's enthusiasm for violence come to light on the stand you know he starts going off about hitting the the guy with the hatchet and being sort of excited about it Mm mm-hmm very. Oh, okay. And then this guy, Gabriel Francisco. I like that it just went from that to a guy, a lead singer from a band called the Redcoats, Gabriel yeah. Francisco, who was so cute. Did you find him so cute? Cheryl, <laughs> don't blow <laughs> the surprise. He was invited to do a show with Kai, like I guess the Redcoats. Yeah. And he thought, I guess I, I guess I will. Like he watched him play music, and he and he thought he was a good mu- musician. He said, "Okay, I, you know, it seems kind of strange that this guy is a celebrity, mm-hmm. but okay." And then Kai bragged to him about the joint that he gave Jeff being laced with drugs. Uh huh. And by the way, here's another yeah. problem. At the beginning of this. When they were reporting the accident, was it clear that Kai was in the car with Jeff? No. That was like, I didn't understand how that wasn't part of the initial story. Well, because I feel like if they reveal that, then they can't really take you on this crazy journey. Whole journey. Is that, that's what I was thinking. Because I, I somehow missed that. Why wouldn't they say it? And then a beat later, I thought, well, if they said it, the documentary doesn't really exist. Really? Leaving that little beat out creates, creates more mystery it, and drama. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then Kai traveled to New York City and wrote a disturbing message on Mother's Day about abuse that he had suffered when he was young. And... Yeah. Kai had also told Jessup about being sexually assaulted. So this is when the documentary takes a, a turn. Yeah. So listen. If, a dark if turn. We're going to spill a lot of beans. If mm-hmm. there's anyone out there that wants to watch this and you don't want to hear what's going to happen, stop it down. Yeah. Stop her down. Um, Aiden, Brandy. Uh Stop it down. You know who you are. Uh, Turn off the uh, vacuum cleaners. Okay. In Edmonton, we meet Kai's cousin, Jeremy. Mm -hmm. And Jeremy, I guess Kai, he knew him as as Caleb growing up. And he did Mm -hmm. say that he, that Kai was frequently locked in his room by his mother. And then he got sent to a home for troubled teens when he was 13 and mm-hmm. Jeremy remembered Kai being extremely sensitive with mental health issues. I mean, am I jumping too quickly to the interview with with Kai's mother? No, you can jump. You can jump. I think that was, to me, one of the most off-putting parts of the film because she had such a casualness. Yeah. So she was on the documentary. They were interviewing her. She sat down with, which I was shocked to see that. Were you shocked to see her? I was. And she seemed and looked kind of normal right out of the gate. It's not what I was picturing because he seems almost just like really unhinged. Mm -hmm. And then she seemed calm, not just calm, but like she even kind of awkwardly laughed when she said no you know right no i didn't lock him what did she say she was like she said she locked him in his room to keep him out of trouble i don't know there was just something you're right if if somebody was interviewing me about any of my kids about your child and was saying they said that you locked them in a room that that they Mm -hmm. were abused in any way 
I mean, that yeah. would be. I wouldn't be casual no. about that. No. I would be so sad. I would be yeah. so. Especially if I hadn't done it. Right. I, I would be very concerned about your child. You would be like, what, what? Or let's say if she, like she was saying, I did that to keep him safe because he was so off the rails. Obviously, we don't see the whole interview right, with her. Right. This is bits and pieces. But what we do see, that's what I thought of, was my own children, to think of them being in any sort of trouble or distress right. in, the, in the way that this guy was. It just, there would be no casualness. Right. And, right. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. You're watching her yeah. thinking, wow, this is, everything about it is so off and... Yeah. Um, okay, here, okay, this is when things take a turn. Well, I mean, things yeah. have taken a turn, but this is about to be yeah, dramatic. Yeah, they take another turn. They take another turn. So in New Jersey, there's an attorney named Joe Galfi who's mm-hmm. discovered beaten to death in his home. And the police get there. They see that his room was neat. There was no sign of forced entry. And under Joe's lo- laptop was a paper with Kai's phone number on it mm-hmm. and the name Kai. Um, the police Googled Kai, found his viral video, and they thought that it was odd that he talked mm-hmm. about hitting someone with a hatchet. Yeah. And then they found a train ticket from the day before. And they mm-hmm. went, the New Jersey police tracked down the video of Joe buying a train ticket for Kai and hugging him. Here's my question. Yeah. Did you notice... That the guy that got hit in the head with the hatchet yeah. was a near twin to the guy that ended up murdered. They no. looked so similar. It was crazy. Whoa. Oh, I... They looked so similar. And there was a part of me wondering, was Kai... Were these sexual pickups? Right. Right. You know? Well... So they they found this, that Joe buying a train ticket for Kai, and they were hugging each other. And then he wrote a graphic post accusing Joe of sexually assaulting him. Then the police started looking for Kai. Mm -hmm. And they put it out everywhere that they were looking for Kai and that they were, that he was suspected of killing this man. Um, He cut his hair short, and they found him in a Greyhound station. And then Kai told the police that he was raped by Joe the first night he stayed with him. Then he claims he stayed with him a second night after he had nowhere else to stay. His story gets confused and he asks for an attorney. Yeah. So he basically, did he admit that he? Well, it was like self-defense is what he was trying to make it out to be. But there was nothing that really indicated that. Self-defense, right. Joe was 74, and Kai had no defensive wounds. Mm -hmm. Kai was put on trial and found guilty. The judge called him a power keg of explosive rage and a callous killer. And then, you know, Bob, the neighbor, put some blame on the media for the creation of Kai and questions why he was Mm -hmm. glorified. And, you know, someone like Jessup struggles to even believe Kai is a murderer. And that's what I couldn't figure out. Does it seem that... Jessup is truly struggling with that or is he just kind of his mind is still blown but by the way when I went back and watched the beginning again you in the beginning of this I I really want to advertise that to show you how invested I am in this job and I like that I'm calling it a job um I was gonna say please put quotes around (laughs) the word job um (laughs) During the interview, Jessup got a call from Kai. Yeah. I was like, what is still happening with... I think Jessup, I don't know, has has a connection with Kai and feels for him in some way, you know? He also might feel responsible, right? you know, because he is who... introduced him to the world. let the... um, Cat out of the bag, if you will. That's not the right. The Kai thing. out of the bag. Even if you won't, mm-hmm. I would feel guilty. I would feel guilty. 
right. responsible. That whatever. you were somehow involved in all, in all of this. So Jeff McBride, the driver who attacked the woman, was sentenced yeah. to nine years. But I think he was sentenced to nine years of mental health care. Mm. You really need to get the facts straight. And Kai was <laughs> sentenced to 57 years and his initial appeal was denied. He'll never. God. He will never. I mean, wow. It is. Yeah. That was. That was. I, I mean, I'm not over it yet. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Yeah. Going into this movie, I knew that it was a, you know, a true crime. Right. Doc. But it was so set up differently in the beginning. Right. That I kept thinking, wait, I thought this was a true crime doc because there's so much glorifying Kai. Yeah. That you get confused and you're like, wait, oh, maybe I misunderstood. Right. Did you feel that way? Or? Well, yes. That's, yes. Mm-hmm. I felt that way. I felt like, oh, okay, then maybe that was the crime that he yeah. saved somebody and. But it happened yeah. at the beginning, yeah. so you're like, right? Uh, yeah. What? This happened? is a five minute documentary. <laughs> Woo! But it was, I mean, it was interesting, and also like, well, don't get involved with hitchhikers. Have you ever hitchhiked? Mm, no, but I, but I did yeah. have a flat tire once in the middle of nowhere in Florida, and um, mm-hmm. it was like two, three o'clock in the morning. And these state troopers, well, I didn't know what I was going to do because I was not close to anything. And, no, it wasn't even a flat tire. My um, my engine had blown. Wow, your story is really changing. <laughs> well, it was a flat tire. I maybe would have driven on the rim and ruined the rim of the, but I couldn't, yeah. it didn't go anywhere. So I was like, shit yeah. balls, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So I like put the hood up to just see if I could, what am I going to see? And um, yeah. and then I was like, "This is not good," because I'm a. I was probably twenty at the time. This twenty year old uh-huh. in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the night, with my hood up, like, "Hey, look at me." Mm-hmm. And then I was worried, like, "What happens if somebody stops?" And what happens if somebody doesn't stop? And then these state troopers stopped. Thank God, they. Thank you, God. Thank, thank you, thank you, Jesus. And mm-hmm. I had um, a boombox. And I took the my boombox with me because that was the only thing that I had in my car. And they said, why don't you uh, press play and let's hear what you're listening to. I was like, no, no. I would I would, <laughs> I would, rather. I don't think. I think it's better. You guys listen to the country music or whatever. They go, no, no, no. We want to hear what you've got. And it was like, no parking, baby. No parking on the day. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Uh, and they <laughs> And they were like, what's the name of the song? And I was like, nah, I think it's No Parking on the Dance Floor. <laughs> and they had me play my whole cassette. And they were, I was just like, oh, please, let's just get to the jailhouse. I can't, I can't take this. Hilarious. I can't take it. Did I tell you about the story of when I was on tour in my early days of doesn't matter. Stand-up. Doesn't even matter if you did. Right. <laughs> I was on tour and I was driving through, I think I was in Washington State and I was in the middle of nowhere, just these hills with just trees to to no end. And I was running out of gas mm-hmm. and I didn't know how far away mm-hmm. I was from a town. This was before GPS and before maps, not before paper maps, but right. you need maps, yeah. apps. So I was just like, oh my gosh, come on, come on, come on. Any second I'm running out. You're panicking. And I see two it's hitchhikers. Yes. I see two hitchhikers. Mm-mm. Backpacks, burly beards, Mm-mm. just walking on the side of the road. And I thought, well, you know what? This could be the night I die. Yeah, and I just thought, you know what? I'll just go ahead and pick my murderers rather than having murderers pick me. So how about these two? So I pull my car over, and these guys come running up to my car, and they're like, hey. And they're immediately so so likable. Oh, Yeah, and they're like, hey, oh, my gosh, we're so thankful that you stopped. And I said, don't get too excited. (laughs) Um, Because, yeah. I'll give you a ride, but I have no gas. 
Yeah, I said, I need you as much as you need me. <laughs> and I don't know what to do because I'm about to run out of gas. And they were just like, no problem. We're all in this together. Aww. And they and they said they had some gas from like their um Like their little, Cerno. Uh, oh, it's not a Cerno. But they yeah, did like gas little, cooker or something. Yeah, yeah. And they wow. were like, but I don't know if that's going to be enough. And they said, why don't we just roll the dice, drive down the road, see what happens. And so we're all just like bonding immediately. We're <laughs> laughing and we're just all like, oh, my God. And these are like filthy smelly <laughs> men that have been camping in the woods for three weeks and we're driving down the road and there's construction going on and they said oh pull over because construction workers always have a can of gas wow and so yeah wow and so i i pull over and one of the guys he rolls down the window and he's like hey does anyone have uh, a, a can of gas to get us down the road and they were like sure enough we do wow. they pour it in the car and it gets us into the next town and they asked me if i would drop them off at a campsite but before i dropped them off they said as a thank you we'd like to fill up your tank Aww. so they filled up my tank and I dropped him off at the campsite. We said our goodbyes. And uh, one of them was a webmaster. Yeah. And the other one was an accountant. <laughs> they were from England. They were from England. And they truly looked like Grizzly Adams. Oh. They were so stinky, filthy, and smelly. And they had been hitchhiking forever and couldn't get anyone to stop. And I was like, well, of course. <laughs> and then that night... Uh-oh, no, what happened? I got an email. This is so long ago when I had my email address on my website. Uh -huh. They looked up my website, sent me an email. They said, you know what? After we got to the campgrounds, we realized that we wanted to treat ourselves to a hotel room. So we went to the local hotel, yeah. check in, shower up, get in bed, turn on the TV, and I was on TV doing stand-up. Oh, that is so funny. Isn't that crazy? That's Isn't sweet. Isn't that wild? That's a sweet yeah, story. Yeah, and we kept in touch. We kept in touch for a while, but uh, I'll have to look them up in my email. That's a sweet story. People are yeah, good. Yeah, so hitchhikers aren't so bad. No. But don't hitchhike. Yeah, try not to. Don't hitchhike. Try not to. Listen, yeah. sometimes yeah. you don't know. It's time... For happily ever after thoughts where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary did you cry i did not did you no who are you attracted to stephen Cameron? don't mock <laughs> you know some people even say that stephen and i look alike well you have the same haircut okay so that's and who something. are you attracted to well Gabriel, Francisco, from the red coat. She's twirling her. She's twirling her hair. Hi, Gabriel. <laughs> hey, Gabriel. Hey. Uh, okay, that's all for this week's ep episode. Next week we'll be talking about "Call Me Miss Cleo" on HBO Max. Before we go, should we read some true fan mail real quick? Yeah. This is from Eden. Hey, Eden, hey. Hey, Eden, hey. Hey, Tegan, Cheryl, hey. Cheryl, my son is a Lego junkie, so the other day he insisted <laughs> that we watch a celebrity holiday Lego building championship that was on TV. I wasn't paying attention until suddenly he yelled, Mom, it's your podcast lady. <laughs> I love that I'm a podcast lady. I looked up and there you, you were jumping out of a giant wrapped present. He usually doesn't listen to me, so. <laughs> So I asked him how he knew it was you. That's such a good question. How could he know? Yeah. He said, yeah. oh, I remember her explaining how you can mummify your own leg and take it to Hardee's. <laughs> <laughs> you are making a strong impression on today's youth. <laughs> Love you guys, Eden. Oh, my God. That's so funny that that... How came he... up because I just texted you the other night. My sons are obsessed with Lego Masters, and there you were. And I was sitting with Stephanie, our two kids, and three cats watching <laughs> in my free time. I'm watching you watching me. on Lego <laughs> Masters. 
We're, we claim that we don't watch each other's things. And here I am watching some of my best work. Some of your best work. It was yeah. very, it was very fun. And my partner, Dom, was so great. Hey, Dom, hey. And hey, we Dom. played for United Cerebral Palsy and won money for them. I don't mean to I know you did, brag. Girl. Do we have the same glasses on? Oh, maybe. I got did, these. Did you shop at Rite at Aid? At Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. Hey. Hey, Stephanie. Hey. Is it my wife? Well, this will be interesting. Let's see. Hey, Tig and Cheryl and Thomas. Hey, I have the biggest braggadocious alert ever, and I hope you get the chance to see this. Okay. Mm. My best friend's name is Jenna. Jenna is someone who always shows up for others with a smile and a sharp joke. We met in hair school 18 years ago, and since then, she opened her home to me without question. Not Hired Stephanie. me to work in her hair salon where she was an amazing boss and invited me to Thanksgiving and holidays with her family. Wow. On Christmas Eve 2021, Jenna was diagnosed with breast cancer. As a young woman in her early 40s, a mother of three amazing children, a supportive boss, and a solid partner to her husband, we all struggled to understand why a person so excellent would be dealt these cards. But you would never know what she's been through because she's so strong and she's so positive even though she's been going through the worst thing while she was going through chemo we listened to the true story podcast it was something we looked forward to laughing about every week even when that felt impossible to help distract her from the heaviness of her chemo treatments i started the snurk bowl fan club page on facebook oh my gosh i thought it would be a fun way to share our favorite moments and maybe meet a, a fellow snurk bowl or two well we have found 1500 <gasps> what i have to be honest i don't know if you realize the impact that this podcast has on people's lives oh no 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 oh, this is terrible crying I gotta get it through. She's fanning I gotta herself, get her face with um, unpaid bills. <laughs> the Snurkball community has that has built up around your podcast has been amazing. Every Snurkball I found is super supportive and empowering of one another. I can't thank you enough for the positive energy you put out into this world and the ripple effect it has on all of us. You've given so many people a reason to laugh, even in those moments where it feels impossible. I'm so happy to say that more than a year after her diagnosis, Jenna is done with chemo, just finished her final infusion, and has said, <laughs> okay, pull it together, Heinz, and has said, scram clown to cancer. She's <laughs> officially <laughs> cancer free. Wee wee wow. wee bring it now, just alert. I just want that to say thank you for this podcast, for always shining light into our lives, and for bringing so many fellow snorkables together. Oh, shoot, Tootie. I got to fan it. I got to fan it. Oh, my gosh. That, that was amazing. Incredible. And it's also nice to hear because, and I don't mean it like it's nice to hear because we don't get enough... Um, appreciation yeah. because we certainly aren't doing this for appreciation it was uh, a show that we started to continue our nonsense <laughs> and see if anyone else cared to listen to it but to hear that is uh, it's life affirming it really is yeah it really really is and i appreciate it so much yeah. because you can kind of get caught up in your day-to-day -day and, you know, yeah. scrambling around from one thing to the next and you yeah. got to just record an episode and then you have to run off to the next thing. Or, yeah. And then it's like to take a moment and go... Because, listen, we can feel the community yeah. through the communication. Certainly we get, we get a sourpuss here or there, but for <laughs> the most part, it's people that are just full of appreciation have such great senses of humor yeah totally yeah good folk and yeah i just it's nice to hear that and i'm so happy to know that the snurk bulls are gathering on facebook and supporting each and other supporting each other of course they are of course yeah. they are oh my god that just like filled my heart with joy that is really yeah. really and i'm so glad that that your friend is um cancer free cancer free That's amazing jenna yeah Whew. okay hey jenna hey hey jenna hey all right 
Uh, Tig, is there anything that you want to promote? Uh, well, yeah, I have another podcast. It's called Don't Ask Tig. Mm-hmm. I also have merchandise mm, uh, merch. for sale on my website, but we also have Snurkbull merch. Mm. And we always talk about this, but we should get some new um, updated Snurkbull merch yeah. for sale. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I have two movies coming out okay. uh, in February. Your Place or Mine. That's with Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher mm-hmm. on February 10th. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also in a movie on Netflix called We Have a Ghost with Jennifer Coolidge, Anthony Mackie, David Harbour. It's a good one. It's a star-studded. Yeah. Wow. February is the month of TIG. All right. Also, check my website for tour dates. Always adding new ones. Okay. All right, What about Tig. you, Cheryl? Uh, no, I, you know, you know my stuff. Oh, also, we have our live streaming show. Yes. Get tickets for the live streaming show. Yes. We have a live show on January 31st. We're going to be doing this in front of an audience. It's going to be a lot of fun. The audience is sold out, but you can get a ticket to watch it live stream at DynastyTypewriter.com or through our social media pages. And that's going to do it for today. Should we do it again? Yeah, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabi Kobasic, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast.